Hello, I'm Bonnie Snowden, ex-corporate person and mother turned successful artist entrepreneur. It wasn't that long ago though that I lacked the confidence, vision and support network to focus on growing my dream business. Fast forward past many life curveballs, waves of self-doubt and so many lessons learned and you'll see Ignite, my thriving online coloured pencil artist community. A community that changes members' lives for the better and gives me freedom to live abundantly whilst doing what I love and spending quality time with my beloved family and dogs all whilst creating my best artwork with coloured pencils and mentoring others to do the same. But this life wasn't always how it was for me. It used to only exist in my imagination. I've created the It's a Bonnie Old Life podcast to help increase people's confidence, share mine and my community's experience and hope through fascinating personal stories, champion the other amazing humans in my personal, professional and membership community and create another channel through which I can support others to realise their dreams. If you're a passionate coloured pencil artist or an aspiring one who's looking to create their best work and a joyful life you love, you're in the right place. Grab a cuppa and a custard cream. Let's get cracking. My next guest is a watercolour artist originally from India, but now living in Scotland. Her work is just beautiful, but her messages around confidence and mindset really hit the spot. From dentist to now owning her title of artist, Richa teaches others to be creative with loose watercolour florals whilst also helping them build in their confidence and create a healthy mindset. Hello. Oh, gosh, I can't hear you. Is your... Oh, yeah, you've got your microphone off. Oh, yes. There we go. How are you? How are you doing? I'm really well, thank you. Okay, all good with you? Yes, yes, all good, all good. I've done, uh, been have a had a quite a busy day today already. Been, um, well, I'm saying I've had quite a busy day. Actually, I got a new book at the weekend. Okay. <laughs> and I'm not been able to put it down. So I have actually done some work, and I've created two videos. And then mm-hmm. I've been sitting reading my book, which is very naughty on a Monday, but I just can't put it down. <laughs> oh. <laughs> great great I think that that's the beauty of having your own business right <laughs> yes you can do anything you want to do, <laughs> want to do. Yes, yes. I'm also taking it a little slow yeah just back from a vacation and uh, the house is a little messy taking it slow oh. for the next months yeah where have you where have you been uh, we went to Highlands it was nice it was nice a lovely drive and all yeah very good very good so we've we've spoken before so I've spoken on your for your was it is it your podcast or your YouTube YouTube yeah YouTube YouTube, YouTube, yeah yeah. mostly do it Um, on this month yeah mm, so so I've spoken with you and now it's your turn to speak with me (laughs) (laughs) which is really exciting (laughs) yeah so yeah so there's quite there's quite a lot that I want to ask you Mm-hmm. I think to begin with, it would be really good if you introduced yourself and where you live, what you do. Mm-hmm. You're an entrepreneur as well. So you have your art business and all of this kind of stuff. So I'd love to know more about you. And then we can delve into sort of more, some more questions. Okay, great. So, so to start with, I am a watercolor artist and basically I'm a loose floral watercolor artist. I'm passionate about florals and teaching. And basically in teaching through my membership, I teach not only art, but I also focus a lot on the right mindset because that has bring a huge shift in my journey. Like I was not that my joyful or like even my friends can see now that I'm dancing 
<laughs> and so that that all the things has art has bring, brought in my life and also the right mindset so um in my membership i teach both the things the right mindset so that you can own your artist title proudly right like and plus definitely uh, i'm all about helping you to own your style what is your style i am all about it i don't teach very perfect tutorials i don't teach that okay you have to paint this like me no i am all about teaching you how to paint in your style because i totally believe that artist true artist comes out when he or she paints in her own style and that's a unique gift to the world right so awesome and where so where are you based Okay so right now I am in Scotland but um, if I go a little back so I am born and brought up in India then we uh, stayed there for quite a long time and then I moved to Singapore then I stayed in Singapore and that's the place where I find out my passion and I choose to give up my uh, dentist title like I practiced for 8 years dentistry in india and then when we moved to singapore then i decided that okay i'm now ready to leave that title and own the artist title and yeah it was it was a journey you know that's why i, I and it was a journey for me to own the artist title to be so proudly yeah and that's and i have felt it like in myself that it is not uh, easy to be an artist from a dentist right so because and owning your title like the day i own my title now i am equally proud to be an artist as i was to be a dentist so i think it makes a lot of difference so now i am in scotland and i i feel so proud and so happy that when you have a business like this which is like so joyful and you can move it anywhere anywhere of the world so it is not like you are bounded by that right so your dentistry was that something that you kind of always wanted to do or was it just something that you kind of fell into because you needed a a career um you know how come the art came later Okay so art came i i always say that i didn't choose art art chooses me because when i moved to singapore literally all the doors were closed i uh, was it was not easy for me to practice dentistry with the kids and the family given the time hours and the commitment it was required all the studies and everything so i just joined a art workshop because i always want to learn art like that that was my kind of a childhood dream to learn art and to learn painting and to make painting for my home so i just joined a art workshop and me i noticed my family my husband noticed is that whenever i was in the workshop or whenever i came back from the workshop i was like in a different mode like i was so happy i always look forward to go to that workshop it made my day uh, when i moved to singapore i was like quite uh, tense you can say in a kind of depressed confused lost state but that art workshop was filling it up and i was getting a lot of joy and then i when i start painting i feel that i was in a kind of a flow state it was very easy for me to learn the things i was very curious i was quite dedicated to put my efforts in it so i somehow i keep learning i keep learning and i learned it very fast it's like okay i said that 
I was looking for some business because uh, business is something like that is in my genes and I always want to do a business. So I thought, why not choose this as a business? If I cannot do the dental thing, the door is well, like when one door closes, the second door opens. So it's that kind of a thing. And then I was like, right, okay, this is a good one. I am just doing the same thing, serving people, creating beautiful things, but in a different way. So that's how it all started. Brilliant. And bringing, I guess, your experience and, and what you found in, you found art and you found that it's completely changed how you as a person are on a day-to-day basis. It's it's kind of made you joyful and happy. Yes. So it, it was very different now because, you know, like, that's what I tell all my students that when you are painting, don't focus on how you are doing, focus on how you are feeling. Mm. And that's the shift which art brings in me. Like when I was a dentist, it was just a rat race. I have to get up in the morning, go to my clinic, do one patient, another patient, then wait for the patient. And uh, like kind of a thing is in which I was just running, running, running and running. But when I started painting I realized no it is not just painting it is like connecting with yourself more focusing on your inner self on your like how you are feeling and that painting from that place of joy mm-hmm. sometimes our painting doesn't turn good like even now I all them all of my paintings are not like amazing or I would say that I love them but if i make them from a place of joy if I enjoy the process and I keep doing it right so that's the thing that we have to keep doing it that's the thing I tell to all my students like keep doing it don't get motivated yeah when you your intention you shift your intention from how I'm doing to how I'm feeling it totally changes your game so I'm sure you must have felt that too that art shifted it I love that. I absolutely love that. And and the more I do and the more I teach and the more I speak to other artists, the more it's very clear that it's not, we as artists don't do it for the end product. I mean, obviously it's really lovely to see the end product and oh, it's gorgeous and we can share it. That's not the reason we create. The reason we create is because of how we feel when we're creating. So like you were saying, really, if it if it all boils down to it, the end product doesn't matter. For an artist, it's the, the bit from when we start to, to how we're doing and how we feel when we do it. Obviously, when it comes to commercials, mm. then the end product kind of does make a difference right. because you want to sell it and all of that kind of stuff. And it, it's almost like that end product I want to say it ruins the creativity. <laughs> I don't really mean that because right. you know, if you're if you're always concentrating on oh I've got to get it this and because it's got to be the you you kind of miss out on all of that fabulous feels you get when you're actually doing the creating. So I love that you're teaching. It's not you know the the end product is how you feel when you're doing it. That's where all the joy comes from. And you're absolutely right. Yes, because enjoying the journey is more important thing, right? Like that, like I just went on a five day trip and I feel that it was a totally amazing five days because the journey was so beautiful. And most of the part, we were in the car, right? Like most of the part, it was journey. When we reached the destination, it was a small part. 
but the journey was the most um, most uh, big chunk and the same goes for the paintings like the process the time you are painting that consumes the most of your time when it is done it is just done yeah I don't know whether you get this and it is it doesn't happen very often to me now but I often start a piece mm-hmm. love it really really sort of put my whole self into it then when I finish it sometimes there's a small part of me that's a little bit disappointed with the finished product and I wonder if that is because all of the joy has happened in the creating it and I'm almost disappointed because I finished it mm-hmm. and it's almost like that kind of little journey has come to an end now and it's a and it's a little bit sad I think that's a really interesting concept actually so this is something that you talk to your students about and you try and help your students. Do you find that that you have some students who are like really, really open to this and then others who are a little bit more sceptical? Yes, totally. It it comes like, like uh, and I can see the difference in the progress. Like those who are really open to it, like they they make a fabulous progress. Like recently, one of my students, I was looking at his journey and it's, I was looking at his three months journey and I can see that like now he has developed an eye. Uh, I challenged him to paint from a reference pick, like slowly and slowly I was helping him. When he came to me, his hands were shaking. He was not even able to draw a simple sunflower. And after three months, he was like doing it from a reference pick. And more than that, he was curious. He was curious that, okay, like I told him to do it in his own way. Don't see my paintings or don't think that you have to make it perfect. Just uh, do listen to your inner voice and do it in your own way and just try to have fun. And he was curious. Okay, let me see uh, if I want to do this, if I want to take this bird to that side and what can I do? So I, I was enjoying it. And if I see that this is all because he was always very open. He was always very open to learn. He was always very open to experiment. And the only aim of him coming to the classes was to enjoy and learn something new. And on the contrary, I have seen that few of my students who was like very much focused how I'm creating, always criticizing like one leaf or one flower they have drawn. And they were like, oh my God, it is not nice. After every two minutes, they were giving those kind of expressions. It happens usually that they leave the class. After three classes or four trial classes, they mostly leave it. They they couldn't continue longer. Like that's what happens with me. So, And now I don't feel sad for those students who leave because I know that this might be, not be the right time for them. Or they're not the right one for art because art is not for everyone. It it it's it's a joyful thing, right? So you have to make it. Yeah, and I think you're you're right. You know, being open is really key for for developing any kind of skill. And sometimes there are factors around us that I think we feel we can't control. Obviously, things around us, people around us, we can't control them anyway. The only thing that we control is what we think, what comes out of our mouths, what goes on in our heads. And learning that or understanding that that is something that we can control, I think, opens up a huge amount of 
expectation, a huge amount of almost like, oh my goodness, look at what the world's like now that I've realized that I can control how I feel and, you know, how uh, how my inner voice works. It's a very long journey. I, I mean, it's, it, well, I'm saying it's a very long journey. We talk about this journey thing and it's very cliched and everything, but it's almost like an ongoing thing that it's just a, a lifetime of working on your inner self. Yeah. You know, I hear so many people, creatives who say that they've lost their mojo. Oh, I haven't picked up a pencil or a paintbrush in, in months. You know, I can't do this. And you, you'll find that people kind of come back. Oh, have you tried doing this? Or oh, try, you know, try just doing something loosely. And my suggestion is always look at what's going on around you. What's affecting your energy around you? Because that's what's stopping you. You haven't lost your mojo there's something external that's stopping you. And it's really interesting then people coming back and going, oh yeah, actually, you know, I've had a really tough time at work or I'm going through a divorce or we've had a, um, you know, bereavement in the family. All of those things then become all encompassing and stop us from being creative. And the crazy thing is that if we were creative, it would really help us cope with all of the rubbish that's going on in our lives. But our brains are bonkers my brain's bonkers and if we allow our, our brains to sort of control you know what's going on and tell us oh you can't possibly do that or oh, you can't possibly do that we listen to it hmm. it's weird it's weird yes and we stop creating and that's the most and that's the time like I always tell all of my students that okay you're going to a tough phase Faith, I can understand, but don't stop creating. If you are a feel creative, then because this is what is going to help you in that other area of life. It is not that when you will have all the time in the world, then only you will create. No. And that's why I talk a lot in my membership about creating a ritual, right? Like I want everyone to have a ritual. And that ritual is not, it's like to make it a ritual in a way like we do brushing. And I help them to find a consistent pace. Like uh, it, it might be your consistency uh, rhythm can be one day in a week, depending on your schedule or your consistency consistency can be like two days in a week or daily. But it depends on your schedule. You have to start small, but find your consistent rhythm. And that's where you own your artist title when you feel like that. Okay, yeah, I paint once a week. That's okay. It's not necessary that you have to paint daily, two hours, three hours. No, find your consistent rhythm and don't leave it even when you are in hard times. It's like exercises, right? So like how the exercise gym person says that this, if you sweat, you will able to go through that hard phase more swiftly. In the same way, if you sweat your creative muscles, if you activate, keep that activity and I, for me, it's like a meditation. I I totally get lost. I lose all my titles that when and now I'm a mother, I'm a homemaker, I'm a business person, I'm a teacher, everything. When I go, that is kind of a meditation for me. So that's why like maybe I am not able to show many of my paintings on Instagram and that's okay. I paint them for myself. So Find your consistent rhythm and own your artist title. It's like very important things to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. 
I, I really, I really like, I find that very refreshing actually, you know, because social media is amazing. We live in a really fabulous time for artists. We really, really do. We have platforms where we can showcase our work. However, it can be devastating on mental health and how we feel as an artist, particularly because there is so much out there. And because of how our brains work, we're always comparing, we're always thinking we're not good enough. And actually doing something for just you and being proud of it, not necessarily putting it up onto social media, but just loving what you do, I think is such an important message. Right. So we we all have to take it as in being a creative, like own your artist title and just do it for yourself. Enjoy the process, find your consistent rhythm. And who cares for social media? If you feel like posting on it, go show it. Like you might paint uh, 10 pieces and do you feel, okay, this I'm comfortable to share it with the world. Go ahead and share those two pieces. That's okay. Or if you are more brave, then share your bad pieces and tell people that these are my bad pieces. I don't like how they come out, but I like uh, doing them. I enjoyed the process, right? So there are different perspectives. You can choose any. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yes, absolutely. Because so many people, uh, particularly in my world, in the world of realism, you know, if something goes a little bit wrong, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, my goodness, whip it off the drawing board, put it in the bin. That's never something I've, I've never thrown a piece away ever, oh. ever. I, all of the pieces, if I've had to restart, they're still in a drawer. And I've restarted from a place of making a decision to restart, never in a place of anger or frustration. And I do think that that so many people worry about it not being perfect. And that kind of destroys that joy that we have in the process. So if you're constantly trying to make something perfect, you kind of shut out all of that joyousness, if that's a word. You just shut it out. You you kind of put a block on it. Um, So as soon as you lift that perfectionism, all of that lovely joy and the wonderfulness that you get when you're creating can then flow in so it's almost like the perfection blocks oh that that's how I feel you know if I'm so I I mean I draw tend to or I like to draw almost every day for me it's a is definitely a hobby is obviously how I make a living but it's a hobby for me I absolutely love it I just can't get enough of it and I never try and make my pieces perfect. And if something isn't going the way I want it to go, I'll look at it with a, a critical view, but not a view where I'm I'm telling myself I'm useless or I'm rubbish or I can't do it. I'll look at it in a way that, right, okay, this is how I have been doing it and that hasn't worked. So what can I change in that process to make it do what I want it to do? I don't need it to be perfect, but I have a vision in my head as to how I kind of want it to look like. Do I need to change a color? Do I need to work on my value? Usually it's values. I would say 99.9% of the time, if something's going wrong, it's all down to values. It's all down to, I need to darken that light or I need to darken that dark. Normally it's around darkening. And that then I'm like, yeah, I'm starting to get the form now. I'm starting to get the structure right. But that will be a a conversation that I have in my head. And it's always based on that, you know, coming up with a plan. Hmm. Plan of action, you know, 
And I think if we can just wipe out perfectionism, it would bring an awful lot more joy into the world. Yeah, I think I love that. I love that, that how you talk about raising the curtains of perfectionism and looking your peace with with a gentle heart, right? Because all of your pieces, you might not uh, show it teach or you might not show it on the Instagram or to sell, right? Some pieces you might be painting for yourself. Mm. Just a joy, right? As you tell that I paint daily. So yeah, totally the case. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. And I love that, you know, this morning I've done um, a video on uh, the values on the skin and I'm kind of doing a little bit of a series. So we started with sort of fair skin, because I think that's one of the hardest to draw because our brain looks at it and goes, oh, it's like pink and pink and white, basically. Mm-hmm. And there are so many more colors in there. And the, the 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 richness of the color is so much more than we think. And it's very much dictated on us to the background, what, what's surrounding the subject, what's the lighting, all of that kind of thing. And I've taken the, the latest drawing that I've done and I've sort of done a bit of a critique on it. And I've said, you know, this is something that I really struggle with. I'm I'm working on my human portraits. I'm really enjoying it. But this is a part where I really struggle. And you can see I'm getting better, but it's still not quite there. And if you can. So sharing that, it, I, you know, I guess it's quite vulnerable to share it. But it's it gives people a really good idea then as to. Oh, right. Okay. You know, you have an artist who's making a living from their work and they're still working on, they're still uh, learning. Uh, and I think it's really, really good that people understand that there's never a time we get to sort of like the, the top of the triangle and we go, right, that's it now. Yeah. No more learning for me. I've done it. <laughs> it just doesn't, it just doesn't happen, does it? Yes, it doesn't happen. So it is always like that. And I think that uh, since you also have a membership, I also have a membership. And that that's the place. That's like a sacred place where we can get vulnerable, we, where we can raise the curtains of a stu- studio because we know that all the people inside are same, with the same mindset. We are like a closed, very good community. It's like uh, I always feel that like those are the people living with me as my friends in my house and we are going together on a journey, right? Nobody is up, nobody is down. Everybody is on their own pace in the on a journey, enjoying the journey, supporting each other. So that's the beauty of membership. I feel that mm. like you can take the people on a journey with you and everybody can support each other. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely, which is really nice. So your your membership, talk to me about your membership. So my membership is basically though for those who want to learn watercolors, like mm-hmm. uh, and I teach them watercolors through florals. So the main focus is to master the subject in a way that they can paint in their own style, they can paint independently, but I teach them through florals because florals is the thing which I love most and a little bit about landscapes, but mostly it is florals. Sometimes I like if I want to uh, teach them wet and wet and I'm not able to teach them wet and wet through florals, then I might go to landscapes a little bit. But yeah, it is mostly through florals, but the main aim is to tell them how to master watercolors how to paint in their own style florals and with the right mindset like so that they can be a flourishing artist so and uh, just give the world a beautiful gift that is Mm -hmm. the unique artist they have 
Oh, amazing. So what sort of, um, if if you've got a new artist who's starting with you and they're, they're really keen to get going, but they have a mindset of, oh, you know, I, I can't do this. And there are so many more people out there who are better than me. And I really want to do it, but I'm not sure I can. What sort of advice would you give that person? Okay, so um, see, I, I feel that the main thing is that the confidence that you when you when you're starting. So you you have to keep faith in yourself that first of all, art is totally a learned skill. Like we learn swimming, like we learn music. Everything can be learned, right? Just just believe, just believe on this thing that everything can be learned. There is nothing which cannot be learned. So if you, first of all, make sure it very much that you can learn art, then just wait. Just wait for the time that you reach from point A to point B. Move in the right direction. Believe in yourself. Believe in the process and keep moving. Keep taking steps. Like, you know, in our business, in our life, and we see with our babies all the time that when they're trying to climb the stairs, they fall. As a business owner, we also fall a lot of time. As an artist, we also fall a lot of time. But that doesn't mean that we stop. We Mm -hmm. have to get up. We have to get up and keep moving. So don't just take care of your mind. That's where I say the right mindset comes in. That's where the community comes in. That's where the coaching comes in. Uh, that keep your mindset right. Don't ever, ever think that you are not good from anyone. Like I always say to my students that don't think that your favorite artist has come from the Mars. <laughs> it, it's from the same planet Earth. So believe in yourself and just keep going. Just keep mm. going. Take baby steps. And if you're not able to paint big, then do plays. Like in my membership, we have creative plays. We have 30 days creative plays. And I say to them, just throw watercolors on paper and get comfortable with the medium. Like you have a pastel medium. So uh, it is very necessary that you get very comfortable with your paper, with your brush. You develop a relationship with them and then keep moving on. Don't be disheartened. Yeah. Yes, because I find it. I find using a, a brush quite difficult, and and I do wonder if it goes back to school. Because when um, so I used to love art, but I much preferred using a hard medium like my pencils. But most of the stuff that we had to do, we had to use paint. Right. And and I and we were never taught how to use paint properly ever. It was just oh, just paint that. I wonder if that's why now I have like a bit bit of an aversion to using a brush, <laughs> um, you know, because I was I was quite put off at, at uh, you know at school and then after school, it was all around sort of like looseness around you know big sort of splodgy paintings and everything, which is a real shame. <laughs> thing it's a real shame, you know, that you when you're doing art at school, particularly when I was at school in the eighties. They didn't teach you how to mix watercolors or you just had that horrible powder stuff that you put some water in and then you just and brushes that that were like a hard as anything that you just sort right. of had to, you know, you might as well have been brushing with a loo brush, <laughs> you know, not a, not an actual paint. And it's it's yeah, it's quite it's quite hard. 
it's quite that that's what like most of the people when they come to me they they were painting watercolors like acrylics because mm. they that's what they have been doing it like they they have been painting it like crayons they have been painting it like pastels or acrylics but watercolors they are totally different medium they have to be painted in a flow your hand is like your brush is just an extension of your hand you have to use it in a certain way so actually you have to de-learn a lot of things and then learn how to no, that's why it is so important to get comfortable with your brush mm. with your in school as you say it's 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 a shame or you can say it I don't know why the process is like this that they teach watercolors like acrylics it's better to give kids acrylics which and taught them properly but yeah so that's a thing that you have to de-learn and learn it in a way how it goes and yeah but it, it's doable with the right coaching I would say and the right techniques you can totally do it you just have to learn the techniques yeah what and how it will come forward you just have to learn the techniques amazing so you have a you have a family do you, how many children do you have I have two kids, one seven-year-old and one one-and-a-half-year-old. Oh, <laughs> gosh. So, so you you know, trying to fit your business around your children and your family life, how does that work? I think I am enjoying it because I, I, I don't push myself for too much. I have created little uh, boundaries and everything, like fixing my work hours to uh, four to five hours when it is a normal school days and when the kids uh, have their own uh, routine. And when it is holiday, then I uh, reduce my working hours. Or obviously, I take support of my husband that we shift uh, roles to take care of kids when I have classes. So that's how, like, uh, I can I I would say that it is totally doable if you uh, talk to right people, talk to your family members that see this is important for me and I want to do it. This is something which gives me joy, and keep your boundaries, mm. right? I like I I tell I tell my daughter all the time that this is my working time, and after that I will play with you. After that I will take you to the park, and uh, this is. Uh, my this is a playtime with you so I make my kids also very clear that I am a working person if I'm working from home it doesn't mean that I'm available to you all the time mm. so you have to really clear your boundaries when you respect yourself and you respect your boundary then the other people they also respect you right yeah. so that's how it happens that you but you cannot uh, like expected or force yourself to work 10 hours a day which is definitely not possible for me in this season mm. and because I want to enjoy my time with the kids with my yeah. family so see how what is your season and tell people create boundaries I think that helps to me definitely definitely so how long have you been in Scotland in Scotland we just six months Oh gosh! So yeah. six months ago, you were in Singapore. Singapore, yeah. Yes. Okay. So what what was it that that drew you to Scotland? Okay, so it's my uh, like a uh, better opportunity for my husband, and um, obviously we have some friends here, and we always want to move this side of world, explore this side of world, and see what's in there for us. So that's why we move here. 
and i think it's kind of my dream my husband's dream city to move to scotland he always have in that attachment through that and i'm also loving it like i'm loving the seasons here so you can say that we shifted here to break the monotony of the life which was coming out there so we choose yeah. to shift to this part gosh i mean it's very nature i would say yeah very different to singapore yes totally like it's like 180 degree the weather the people the culture everything yeah so how's your how, is it is your oldest child your daughter yes my yeah. daughter is 7 yeah so so how is she sort of coping with with that you know with schools and everything uh i think she's she is doing well now she has a little uh, initially uh little challenges but she took them well and everybody was supportive and uh, thankfully she has her one of best friends here so she was never like uh, okay i don't have anyone here and uh, but yeah in school she has some little challenges you know that like uh, how an older kid goes to school and she has to make all the new friends understand the language understand the accent because there's a lot of accent difference um oh gosh yes. yeah yeah so yeah. yeah she's a brave girl i would say that now even now like sometimes she feel like okay uh, maybe uh, like you know the kids they they feel some sometimes they feel the racial differences because of the skin color and uh, so she she has uh, saw some racial difference with one of her friend who is really black and now she started question questioning this sometimes that i am also brown skin i am also not white skin so will people like me or are they not talking to me because of the skin difference but i think in school also they are doing a great job like they tell that each one of you are unique mm. i also keep telling her that don't think like this there are always good people around and people don't think like this they don't colors don't matter no so yeah but no. but you know and it and it is i mean i i i saw a huge difference so i'm from yorkshire okay which is just down the a1 from scotland yeah <laughs> um uh, and uh, from a very well quite a small city really and when i went to london i mean london i suppose you can't really you can't really compare because it i mean it's so multicultural there but going to london oh my goodness it was it was amazing because there were people from everywhere mm. all walks of life all different cultures and all equally uh, amazing and fascinating and beautiful and you know um and that's for me that i think that's fantastic to have like a multicultural you know place to live so yeah but but i can imagine it it is quite tricky especially if she's been in a in a country where i guess everyone was in in exactly the same boat as she was they spoke the same language they they kind of looked the same and then you know wherever you've moved to in scotland i suppose <laughs> she is going to be having the these conversations but um you know this, they're always going to crop up aren't they conversations like that but it's you know i think it's i think it's fabulous that we can just all live on the earth and just be yes you know, i think it's teaching her uh, equality more compassionate yeah. and looking beyond the things which we see from our eye you mm. know the colors 
language they're going beyond that so yeah, yeah. i'm liking it like yeah so yeah it's... but how fabulous for her to be i mean is she going to be bilingual she'll be speaking two different languages i guess uh yeah so no, like hindi is our mother tongue because yeah. we are from india so she's learning hindi yeah and she like because we, we we were in singapore so she was brought up and uh, in a way that she speaks english as her first language but yes we are teaching her hindi that is our mother tongue and she's like quite now used to of it mm. i would not say fully but yeah 80% she is there so it will be bilingual for her yeah and, and then she'll pick up a scottish accent maybe <laughs> <laughs> amazing <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah soon i think because yeah all the teachers and everyone they yeah, yeah. have that accent so yeah <laughs> oh brilliant <laughs> and is she artistic does she love painting yeah she does so she she owns her artist title very proudly like she she's like i am an artist and i want to be a chef and i want to be both and she was oh. very clear about it that yes and she never say that i want to be an artist that's the difference i see in her that she says i am an artist mm. <laughs> so you know yeah. yeah hopefully all of our i mean i i look at my my children are, are, mm. are older my youngest is 19 and my eldest is 23 and and i look at, at them and how how more confident they are at, at literally owning their own lives i mean my son and my daughter never afraid to go and you know ask for a pay rise or uh, you know ask for a promotion or something like that something i would never have done when i worked in corporate it was just like oh I'll wait until i've been given it he was like no i know i'm doing a good job and i deserve more which i think is a really I think our our children are growing up with a different attitude. I mean, they're growing up in a different world anyway, aren't they? But you know, I love that that she's she's an artist. She doesn't want to be an artist. She already <laughs> is one. That is fabulous. Yeah, and I love that. Like they are going confidently and asking for a pay rise, and I know that's that's a brave thing to do, right? Yeah, I know. So, I'd never do it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's quite. I brave. just wait and never, yeah, never get one. <laughs> But until unless you choose you you ask like we say to our students right you have to take that action come inside the coaching programs and take action exactly do it. because it's the taking action it's the doing that actually okay. makes the progress yes. you know putting the the paintbrush on the on the paper putting the the pencil on the paper that's what's going to make the progress yeah and it's so important and I think you were saying before you know people drop out and people do drop out and I think I think a lot of it is uh, lack of confidence mm. a little bit scared of of new stuff and I also think people feel that they don't have time for creativity right how, how do you deal with that like when the students uh, I just tell them to find a consistent rhythm mm. but how do you deal with that like when people say that we don't have time yeah I, I that's the biggest block I feel I know that. it really is it really is the biggest block for being creative I don't have time and I think I wrote a podcast I did do a, do a podcast on this actually we all have exactly the same amount of time every single person has 24 hours and you choose what you do in that 24 hours. For me, I stopped doing the ironing. Okay. Yeah. I, because my creativity was more important than, a, a you know, a, a perfectly ironed shirt. And has it has stopping the ironing made any 
has, has it made my life worse by stopping the ironing? No, it's made my life so much better because I've been able to be creative. You choose what you do with your 24 hours and you prioritize what's important. And if you tell me that you don't have time for creativity, I then know that you, your creativity isn't, I'm not saying it's not important to you, but you don't find it a priority and you will never find it a priority until you actually carve out some time and you get rid of some of the stuff that you are doing in the day, like sitting on social media for however long. All of those, there's loads of things. If you counted up all of the stuff that you do in your day, there's loads and loads of things that you could actually stop doing. So true. Like if I see my four years back journey, I have totally stopped watching Netflix or like I don't have now TV in my home. Mm. And that was like one of the biggest time chunk, which uh, I now use in my creating things. So yeah, I totally agree with that point that you have 24 hours and you just have to find that what work we can delete. Yeah. And so that we can add in. Yeah. But you have, you know, some people say, oh, my goodness, Bonnie, how do you fit everything into your day? Mm. When I'm busy, I'm when I'm doing something, I'm really productive. Mm. And I put my so I've made two videos this morning, one that was I think the, I think one was 15 minutes and one was 10 minutes. So I've and I've recorded those. I'd visualized it beforehand, having my breakfast, visualized what I was going to put in these videos. So I knew exactly what I was going to do when I sat down at my desk. Right. We're going to do this, 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 this and this. And I'm very productive in that, however long it takes me to make, you know, a 25 minute video, probably about an hour and a half, two hours to make that video. Very productive. Um, I might then have an hour and a half where I'm not very productive, where I'm just sort of messing around, maybe, you know, on social media or reading my book, which actually that's really productive for me. And it's a really good use of my time because I'm not in front of a screen. I'm my own person. I'm completely absorbed again, like with my art, with my reading, totally absorbed in the book that I'm reading. So that's a really good use of my time. If I choose to, so I I've, I've go on my bike every morning and I watch, I don't go on for very long because I'm very unfit. So I'm just kind of working up, but I'll watch a, a program. I'll choose a program that I'm going to watch or a series. That's when I watch that program. So I'm doing two things at once. So I'm doing my exercise as well as watching a bit of TV. Um, so I'm very particular in what I do so that, and, and now, gosh, seven, eight years ago, mm-hmm. I would come home from my nine to five job. I'd make the tea. I'd then crash in front of the TV right, for a couple of hours. Now I don't crash in front of the TV ever. Every evening, unless I'm going out, is on my drawing board, completely immersed in being creative. And, you know, if I want to watch some TV, but that's fine. I can if I want to do, or I can just be creative. And so I've I've really carved out the time that I use for creativity. And I make sure that that's very important and it's a priority because it is really important and it's very much a part of what makes me me and also what keeps my mind healthy. Right, right. Totally. Yeah. So you, you can totally carve your mind, carve your time as yeah. for you. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I do whenever the dentist that come home, watch TV, cook food, and just the Go day of day is gone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. 
you know, but I, I'm, I'm, you can fit so much more into your day. The other thing as well is I do think, I think particularly women who are mothers, we put everything before everybody else's needs before mm-hmm. our own, you know, and, and at times we have to, cause it's really important, right. but there comes a time where actually, like you were saying before, setting your boundaries. No, this is my time for working because it's really important to me. And this is what I'm doing, but having those uh, set times for when you're a working person and when you're, you know, a mum, And I think that's really important as well. Yes. That is because in the long run, like having the balance of me time and we time, mm. it's what fuels you up, you know, like if you don't have that me time, which really fuels you, fills your cup. Yeah. And then only you can give to others, right? If your cup gets uh, like we read a story when we were small that there was a light man who always give life to others and always give all, give all his oil to the other person who was coming to his lighthouse. And in the end, the oil was not left for his lighthouse. And then he 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 cannot navigate the ships anymore, right? So it's like that, that you really have to see what fills your cup. Like that can be art, that can be music, that can be reading a book, that can be multiple things. So yeah, that that's that's what like I think I totally do now. That mm. I also love reading, exercising, doing art, and walks. A walk in the park. So I literally carve out time for everything. And definitely, and being present as well. Mm. Um, you know, and I, I I joke that my memory is not very good, and I think it's because I live in the present quite a long time. I don't really. Um, I don't really worry about what's happened in the past. I don't I don't really worry about stuff particularly anyway. You know, I'm sort of not one of those people that's a, that that's that's much of a worrier anyway. But I was thinking I go swimming quite a lot. And uh, where I swim, it's an outdoor pool and it's in the most beautiful walled garden. It's absolutely beautiful and you've got one way you've got this gorgeous wall and then you've got all of these flowers rose bushes and it's absolutely gorgeous and the other way is normally work because I swim in the morning the sun comes through and you've got all of this sunlight on the pool and it's all sort of like rippling and and it's the most wonderful thing when you're swimming and you're just filled with all of this amazingness and again the swimming it's like a meditation you know and I don't allow my mind to drift into you know, making stories up about stuff that could happen or, you know, oh gosh, I'm really worried about this or I'm really worried about that. I make sure that my time, my creative time, my my swimming time is just filled with being in the moment. And it's the most, the feeling on your skin of the water, the sound of the water, the, you know, the, the sun shining down, the, the, and it, even when it's raining, it's just the most wonderful thing being out in nature. It's incredible. Yes. So I think art teaches us that, right? Like to mm. be really present. Definitely. Everything. So yeah, the I I think it has a power to t- change your whole life, to change your whole perspectives. It's a beautiful thing. 
It really is. Oh my goodness. I could sit and chat to you all day. We've we've nearly been an hour. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. The, the 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 um the battery on your computer I think ran out. <laughs> okay. plug it in. Um oh, that's been, yeah. Oh, it's been such a so so lovely uh yeah. talking to you. Been really lovely talking to you. We'll have to get together again soon. Yeah. Uh because you've got some you've got some really lovely messages. Yeah, I think yeah, we should talk more often. I feel yeah. like I yeah. should come down to your place sometime. Oh, yes, you should come and visit. Definitely. Or I'll come up to, to Scotland. See your studio because, like, yeah, it's been new for me. So I always um, kind of find inspiration, try to find inspiration that how I can make uh, better videos for my students. How can I do better with the lights? You yeah. Know? I'm oh, still learning. I'm always, always up for um for sharing any of that. You know, if you if you want to have, I'm not saying my videos are the best, but yeah. um, I've, I've certainly bought a lot of equipment, and a lot of it hasn't worked, and a lot of it is working mm. okay. <laughs> so I know, I know, we all have to learn, experiment. Yeah. De- oh gosh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. It's been a real pleasure getting to know you a little bit more, and um, yeah, hopefully we'll we'll catch up again soon. It'd be really nice to have another chat offline and just sort of you know, just chat, be, be really, really nice, really nice. So thank you ever so, ever so much. And we'll speak again very soon. Yes, sure. Okay. <laughs> Bye. 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 I really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of my It's a Bonnie Old Life podcast. If you did, I'd be so grateful to you for emailing me or texting a link to the show or sharing it on social media with those you know who might like it too. My mission with this podcast is all about sharing mine and my community's experience and hope by telling your fascinating personal stories, championing the other amazing humans in my personal, professional and membership community and to create another channel through which I can support you to realise your coloured pencil and life dreams. If you haven't done so yet, please help me on my mission to spread positivity and joy throughout the coloured pencil world by following me on my socials at Bonnie Snowden Academy or by getting on my list at bonniesnowdenacademy.com. And remember, I truly believe if I can live the life of my dreams doing what I love, then you can too. We just need to keep championing and supporting each other along the way in order to make it happen. Till next time.